Good morning and welcome again to Words of Hope. I'm Mark Yoder, grateful again today for this opportunity to share with you and grateful again today for each of you that tune in here from week to week. Thank you once again for taking time to spend together like this. And as we tell you each week, our goal as we come together is to be an encouragement to share words of hope. And as we usually say, most I, my, my priority, <laughs> my main emphasis is to share with those of you that are Christians and encourage you on this faith journey. I find people, and it's just amazing how often this comes to me, uh, people that are disappointed in their faith journey, disappointed in their experience with a church or with someone professing to be a Christian. And <laughs> as you hear over and over again about the hypocrites that are in the church, the people that are pretenders and fakers. And um, if I can just say again to any of you that are feeling let down by the church, by the people of God, by your own experience, today, one more time, we want to remind you that Jesus is everything he promised to be. And as we have mentioned here again in the last couple of weeks, if your experience is less than what the Bible teaches, then <laughs> I really want to encourage you again to trust the people of God and trust that uh, the Holy Spirit is at work in their lives. No, people aren't perfect. And yes, there are some hypocrites in the church, but don't let a hypocrite come between you and God. If that happens, as we say, the hypocrite's closer to God than you are, <laughs> we call you one more time uh, to just trust that the body of Christ, with all of its weaknesses and all of its problems, is still God's design, God's purpose. And not just that, but the <clears throat> experience that we uh, have as Christians. Um, you know, I believe that <clears throat> we have seasons of life. There are times when things are difficult. As we were sharing last week on this whole thing of being people of faith, faith means I trust when the circumstances and, and when my experience doesn't seem to measure up to what I thought it should be. <laughs> I just want to encourage you again today, don't be discouraged. Know again that those of us that have come to know Jesus, <clears throat> excuse me, have by all means the most important things settled in our life. To be able to wake up each day and know again that your sins are forgiven and that you are on your way to heaven, that everything against you has been taken away. I, I don't know how people live without that. It's such a big, huge part of my life to start a day again, being able to say again today, God, I'm yours and everything I have belongs to you. You are the one that made me, you are the one that has provided for me, protected me, even from things I didn't know about. And you are the one that redeemed me with the precious blood of Jesus. When I was lost in my sins and without hope, Christ died for me. Oh, what a privilege it is to start a day like that. I, I sometimes wonder what people do in this world when things get tough and they don't have that as part of their life. If you're listening to me today, I call you back again to a simple faith, to a place where you trust God and you admit, no, they're mysteries. There are things we don't understand. We don't understand why children get sick and why tsunamis and tornadoes and hurricanes, and you could go on and on. Why do these things happen? I don't know. And I don't know why God doesn't finally say it's enough. 
Uh, it's actually part of my regular prayer to the Lord to say, Jesus prayed 2,000 years ago, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we join with him today and say, Heavenly Father, it's been long enough. Satan has had long enough to oppress. It's been long enough for the strong to take advantage of the weak. It's been long enough for the rich to take advantage of the poor. And it's been long enough for abuse of children, and you could go on and on. And every time I say that to the Lord, I, I feel like I am praying in the will of Jesus. And I don't know what it means <laughs> to be bringing this daily. I encourage you, if you're discouraged with how things are in the world, join me in that appeal. Join the hosts of heaven saying, how long, O Lord? How long will you stand back? But at the same time, I want to say again today, I've never trusted my Heavenly Father more. Uh, it's, it's a combination of things. We've talked about it quite a bit over the last little while. Uh, that The one who made heaven and earth uh, and whose attributes are seen by the things that he made, uh, I don't know. seems to me if you do a little study of this creation, you can rest that he knows better than we do. I told you all about... A few months ago, well, it's probably been a year ago now, maybe not that long, but I had had a delightful day with my grandchildren. We had had so much fun. I was teasing them, and they were uh, responding great with me. We had just so much fun. And uh, the next morning, I was praying that prayer I just talked about, saying, Lord, it's long enough. And it was almost, when I say the Lord spoke to me, I'm not like some people that I believe that you almost hear audibly from the Lord. But deep in my heart, I felt like the Lord said, so Mark, if uh, I were to answer your prayer when you started, if I had answered this prayer when you started to end it all, do you realize your grandchildren would not have been here? <laughs> and it just took me on a little trail of thinking, you know, I would hate it if my grandchildren had never been allowed to be born and then I felt like the Lord said, you know, I know everyone who's going to come to me in the future. And that's one reason it's so hard for me to bring it in. I've looked at this thing a little different <laughs> since then. But I still say, and I hope, I hope Christians will join with me in saying, Lord, if we're to be your eyes and ears, if we're to be your hands and feet, if we're to be the body of Christ uh, reporting to our head, then we say again, that the suffering in this world has gone on long enough. Generational sins have been there long enough. In fact, I think of that so much. Uh, the scriptures say the iniquities of the fathers have been, uh, will be visited unto the children to the third and fourth generation. And uh, for quite some time now, when I go over that, I say that's a limiting thing, Heavenly Father. The third and fourth generation, let it cease. <laughs> it's been long enough for... Uh, these generational sins to control people. And I don't know where you're at today, what your journey is today. I've gone on quite a while here already in this sort of introduction, but I appeal to you today, especially you that are Christians, take great delight again in our simple faith. We believe that those that call on the name of the Lord will be saved. We believe that whoever puts their faith and trust in Jesus will be forgiven. We say it again today, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, 
that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. It's our message today. Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world, and all who put their faith and trust in him will be forgiven. And while my words are primarily to Christians here week after week, I doubt if <laughs> if you don't have some interest in the message of Jesus, you're probably not too inclined to sit here and listen to the things I share. But I do want to remind you that if you're not a Christian today, if you're living still for pleasure, for yourself, if you forgot that there's an eternity, life is short, eternity is long, then give some thought again today for what it would mean for you to put your faith and trust in Jesus. A lot of people are afraid. <laughs> they're afraid they're not going to have the experience they'd like. They, they, people will tell me, I, don't, I didn't sign up for, the, uh, for this faith journey to be a fake, and so I'm just not going to keep acting like it's working when it's not. Again, if you're in those places, I don't know what to tell you other than come and believe and trust. Um, I've had a memory, kind of, I don't know how to describe it. It's been in my mind. Uh, just got word that an old family friend, a man that actually lived in our home before I was born, my parents took him in, a uh, guy that was having trouble, I guess, at home. I don't know that much. His name was John Henry Yoder. And um, my dad had tried to help him. He had offered him a couple hundred dollars if he didn't smoke until he was 21, different things like that. And then one day we got the message that John Henry married a divorced lady. And when I was young, a lot has changed. We see some of these things differently. But when I was young, that was almost like an unpardonable sin. And not only that, that marriage only lasted a couple of weeks and he was divorced. And uh, I'm telling this story because John Henry just a couple nights ago had a, a wreck and is now in his 80s on a motorcycle and was killed instantly. And so my memory's been flooded with things. But when I was a young boy of maybe 10 or 11 years of age, John Henry came back there to the farm. He came out there to the barn where I was cleaning out the gutter there and working around, and, and I was standing behind the barn and looked over, and I saw tears running down John Henry's eyes. He was crying, and he kept saying, if only I could go back, if only I could go back. I was a young man when I was watching this, and I had no words to say. To me, he had pretty much ruined his life, it seemed like. And I can't tell you how many times as I've gotten older and have learned to know about the grace of God, he probably was still in his 20s, maybe not even late 20s when he was saying that. And, and he was already feeling Satan had lied to him, told him, it's, you're wasted, you're no good, you never will be, you never have a chance again. But it's a lie. Today, I want you to hear me. If you've lived <clears throat> in regret, and if only if you've made some mistakes that you think have made you damaged goods and irreparable, oh, I wish I could go back to that young man and say, you know what, today's a new day. Today, you can start living for Jesus. You can start claiming his grace. You can live in forgiveness. And for the rest of your life, you can tell the world what an amazing Jesus we serve. He gives us new starts. He tells us what is done is under the blood. And he tells us there's hope for you. And that's my message to anyone today. If you're discouraged, come to Jesus. What a promise. 
Our sins are forgiven. The most important thing is taken care of. And we stand before him cleansed and righteous. Not our righteous, righteousness, but his. His righteousness becomes ours by faith. Again, that is our message. <clears throat> I want to come back here in the second half and share a few more things about what it means to live every day in this amazing love of God. You know, the scripture says God is love. <laughs> it doesn't say love is God, as some people try to make it out to be, but God is love. And after song, I want to talk a little bit about what it means for us to live in this amazing love of God. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bowed down with care. God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled. Stretch from sky 
amazed at the ability of uh, people to put words together, music, and art, and things to be able to express um, things that we just can't through our normal words. Those of you that have listened to this amazing song, the love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. That guilty pair bowed down with care God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled and pardoned from their sin. And then the last verse it says, Could we with ink the ocean fill, and were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry, nor could a scroll contain the whole those stretched from sky to sky. I realized that you just listened to the song and I didn't have to repeat those words, but there's something again today about these words and so many other songs of our faith that just capture a bit of what I want to try to talk about here in the second part of this program. Uh, to call us again today to be aware of the incredible love of God. I believe that one of the basic needs any of us have is to be loved unconditionally. I'm not a psychiatrist, not a psychologist. I don't pretend to understand these things. I have heard that all of us need significance and to be loved unconditionally. And people would say that whether you're a Christian or not a Christian. But I would like to tell you today that I believe the place we, and the only place we can be assured of unconditional love is from our Heavenly Father. And when I have tried to think of how to explain this to people, I don't think it's something you can cap capture in emotion. Uh, when we think of love, we think of <laughs> the relationship between people that fall in love, often young people, um, and often has a sexual uh, dimension to it, attraction. Again, all of which I believe God created us that way. I'm not trying to say those are horrible things. I'm just saying... If you ever really want to come to that place of being loved unconditionally, never having ever to fear that it'll ever go away, you must find that through your relationship with our Heavenly Father. One of the things that is very, very clear in Scripture is the evidence of that is not emotion. <laughs> it's not some uh, feeling that you could conjure up. It is known because God sent His Son into this world to die for us. We already quoted that John 3, 16 uh, scripture where Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, telling him some principles of God's kingdom. And it is there that he told Nicodemus, a man has to be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. And it's also there that he said it was love. God loved the world. That's why he sent his son into the world. If you today are struggling in any way, 
to feel like someone values you, someone cares about you. Uh, and, you know, almost inevitably, I'm talking to people who are feeling a level of rejection somewhere in a relationship. Uh, who knows what it is? It's, it's amazing how those that are closest to us can just hurt us the most. And uh, what I long for is for people to know that when all else has failed, when friends have failed, <laughs> when enemies abound, uh, God's love never fails. And you can anchor your soul today in this amazing love when you come to understand that it was love that sent Jesus here to die, to become the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And I've talked a lot here about how encouraging and affirming and refreshing it is to start a new day by a surrender to Jesus, by saying over and over, God, I'm yours. Everything I have is yours. But that comes out of this awareness that God has given his son to die for our sins. There is no greater love than this. As I was studying for this talk and trying to <laughs> work on words to express the love of God and went back and read many scriptures and done some study on what, what, is, what does it mean, actually? What, how do you define love, the love of God? So many intriguing things, uh, including the fact that uh, it's been hard for any language from Greek and Hebrew to translate the word love because it's just hard to get the whole meaning um, of, of what it is for God to love us unconditionally, faithfully, steadfast, never quitting. <laughs> Takes too many words to capture uh, what is really meant by uh, those other words in Greek and Hebrew. Well, all I'm saying by that, though, is that at the end of the day, when God describes his love, he says, I manifest this love to you in that I sent my son to die for you. And I've been thinking a bit as I've been trying to put some words today to this incredible love of God. What does it mean for us? And how do we get to that place where we just unhesitantly, without question, totally cast ourselves upon this amazing love? And I truly believe it is when we come to see and know that Jesus is who he said he was. You know, I come here week after week and I try to explain to people uh, just what it means to have faith in God, what it means to put your trust in Jesus. And I, and I realize we are always at best struggling for words. Uh, the Bible says that we use words to convey spiritual realities. We have concepts and ideas, but beyond those concepts and ideas, there is a reality, a truth. We often say there's a concept of being raised up and seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Those are ideas we communicate, but there needs to come a time in your life when you know that you have been raised up and you are spiritually seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Well, in a similar way, there's this concept that Jesus died. He died for the sins of the whole world, we say. When he went to the cross, he took everything. And as we say, and as the scripture says, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And today, today, my friend, I hope each of you are getting a hold of that, that you're not living out there on some <laughs> fringe saying, you know, I hope I'm loved, I hope I'm cared for. 
No, go anchor your soul in this amazing truth that one day God sent his son. He came into this world born of a virgin, a little baby born in a manger, not as great and heroic king, but he came and he lived and he suffered and he died and he rose again. And herein is love, not that we loved him, but that he loved us and gave his son for us. Uh, we love him because he first loved us. And in, in this struggling, <laughs> stumbling attempt today to talk about the love of God, I have once again been overwhelmed that God's love is manifest in Jesus, that no longer do people have to try to be good enough. No longer do people try to have to meet some kind of a standard, but they come and put their faith and trust in what Jesus did at the cross. We say it over and over again, religion is man's attempt to find God and be pleasing to God, to do enough good to offset his, his bad. But we declare to you today that we come to God based on his incredible love manifest in his son Jesus, whom he sent to die for the sins of the world. I hope today someone is hearing that in a new way, in a fresh way, <laughs> that you're grasping again, that you don't have to have an emotional high to feel something that uh, is mystical. You just need to anchor your soul in this incredible promise that Jesus died for you. No, there's no greater love than that. I want to thank you again for listening today. Um, my goal as I wrap up each week here for the next little bit, is we're coming into the Christmas season. We are trying to raise money for women. We, <laughs> I've had so many requests. I think we'll be up to 2,000 women this year that we'd like to give $25 to. And as you know, that would come to $50,000. One of the things that I told the Lord I would not do is have a lot of fundraisers for missions that just let him touch the hearts of people and many people. And if you are interested in contributing to that, um, you can make a check to Vision India. Uh, that's Vision India. You can send it to our address, 12046 Sunset Lane, 12046 Sunset Lane, Greenwood, Delaware, 19950. Also, you can get up with me by email. My email is Amazon Mark, B as in boy, Yoder, mbyoder at gmail.com. Uh, there are so many different opportunities and needs right now, and I would welcome any of you who want to join, trying to be a blessing to our orphans and to the women, pastors' wise, poor pastors' wise, as we've been saying, we try to uh, give to the poor to give to the poorest in their village. And he who lends to the Lord, I mean, to the poor lends to the Lord, and I feel like that is a very good loan to make. Anyway, again, thank you for listening today. I'm Mark Yoder. We'll see you again next week on Words of Hope. Sing a simple song of love To my Savior To my Jesus I'm grateful for the things you've done My loving Savior My precious Jesus I'd rather be than in your 
You call me your own. 